Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That kind of sounded like a mess. It did, it did. Um, <laughs> I, I probably will clean it up before it actually goes out. So what the listeners have heard is not a mess. That was like every intro we've ever done it's together. It's all three together for some oh, reason. Goodness. It was. And uh, yeah, so that's that's definitely uh, going to be changed. <laughs> but what the listeners heard was the amazing Christmas yes. intro. Yes. Specifically because it is now the holiday season. We've entered into it, Chris. It is Christmas time. It's like I feel like after, like around Halloween, it's like the holiday season because it's like a holiday, yeah. well, like, and it's mere like merely thirty days from like Thanksgiving. And yeah. So it's like it's in there. So yeah, it's, in the, it's within the span. Yeah, because we've got Halloween, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Yeah. I mean, you've got you've got like Hanukkah and things like that, and, and but I mean, yeah, it's like that holiday chunk of the season. It begins in October in my mind, so maybe we are starting the holiday intro late, Chris. No, we should get a spooky intro for because, Halloween next yeah, year. Yeah, I was saying this is a very specific Christmas intro with the with the jingle bells. You're right, and like it's that season. You're right. So like we can't. Well, we couldn't do this in October. That wouldn't make any sense. That's true. We should we should have we need a, a spooky one. What we should do is have a holiday intro for every holiday. Yeah. Maybe we'll just add one every year, add a new one every year, <laughs> and then eventually we'll have one for every holiday. I don't know what St. Patrick's. Well, I mean, I guess you could do like Irish. I mean, I like, feel like you could do bagpipes some bagpipes and stuff. You know, yeah. we, we could figure something out. All right. Out. I like this idea. This I, is going to require a lot of work, John. It could. I mean, <laughs> you're going to have to learn to play bagpipes first. Oh, gosh. That's, that's probably not happening then. Um, I feel like Groundhog's Day is going to be the hardest, though. That's going to be the the weirdest one. I mean, I don't, I don't even know. Going to have to get a bunch of groundhogs in here, record them. <laughs> uh, so this week, uh, we are talking about the in- Infinity War trailer. Yeah, the Avengers. Is it Avengers Infinity War? I think so, yeah. Yeah, Avengers Infinity War trailer. Yeah. And all of the thoughts that we have about it. Um, a little so bit later. Thoughts. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yep. I, I actually do have a lot of thoughts about it. I didn't think um, I would before I saw the trailer, but then I saw the trailer and I have thoughts. You know, what's funny is I just remembered my friend James from work just now, like earlier uh, this week, told me he had lots of thoughts about the Infinity War trailer too, and asked to be on the podcast. And I just now remembered that. Well, he's not here, Chris. He is not here. <laughs> he's probably going to hear this and then and completely blame you. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Sorry, James. What have you been up to with this week, John? Oh, uh, well, uh, the very first thing that we were up to this week after we recorded was Thanksgiving, the actual day um, where we ate lots of, of turkey, some food. We were thankful for things. Um, and yeah, had some had a good time. We, uh, we, we went over to your place. We ate some great food, took a massive nap that afternoon. Like I brought a bunch of board games anticipating like, cause usually a lot of times we'll like play a bunch of board games that day, but I don't know, I guess everybody in the house was pretty, pretty tired. And so literally everyone just conked out, um, after, after eating maybe the tryptophan in the Turkey was especially potent. Uh, but, um, yeah, we all, we all took a nap and, uh, then got up and played a uh, ticket to ride. With a new expansion that you have. Yep. What was it called? Alvin and Dexter or Alvin Dexter and, Dexter. and Alvin? Alvin and Dexter. Nice. Um, and it was fun. It was a good time. The uh, we, we don't talk about tabletop games as much as uh, on this podcast, but we love ourselves some tabletop games. And uh, I feel like that expansion was a good one. It took a minute to get used to, but it's a good way to uh, to slow down the person who's in the lead. Cause a lot of times on, on tickets to ride, like if somebody just gets the right tickets right off the bat and then, or if somebody potentially like picks up all of the like right cards right off the bat, yeah. like they can just be way out in front and nobody can ever, ever take them out. Um, but it gives like, this gives a good way to slow them down. Not necessarily like take somebody out completely, but, uh, but like slow them down. So yeah. Yeah. But it was a fun one. That's cool. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like the, the it was interesting how like our family's reactions to it i don't think everyone liked it like it was it was hindering it it was a hindrance for sure and it was an annoyance Mm -hmm. at times i definitely think like it, it anything that is outrightly like almost mean to people 
right? Like, I feel like inherently like those can be either like people like, yes, I love this because it's fun to like slow down and be mean and like maybe a hindrance to everybody around me. Or you're like, man, I feel bad, you know? And so like, I feel bad moving this over on, uh, over on my kids. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun time, dude. You won. I won. Catherine and I came in second place. I, uh, I made, I made a lot of points. Like I, I got lucked out on the tickets, dude. Like I feel like that's where that's where we went wrong. We like we weren't that far behind you, but like yeah. we had like the longest train. We yeah. were the ones that ended the game. Like it was like, yep. but the one like we didn't spend a turn to pick up more tickets mm-hmm. and determine if we could potentially like fill out some more or potentially just like get a ticket that you've already done or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, um, and so that was probably our mistake on that one. We should have grabbed some more tickets at some point and, and, uh, and done another turn. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Like I was, it was a fun one, man. Um, are you done? I'm done. I'm done with, I'm done with that. that oh, anyway, okay. you keep, keep going then. So then we had the uh you forgot you know, to talk about Rocket League. Black Friday. Oh yeah, well, yeah. We played Rocket League on yeah. Switch. You were on your Switch and I was on my Switch, but my Switch was on the big screen TV. That's right. That was really fun as well. Like I was surprised at how gr- great the Rocket League Switch version looks on your 4K television. Oh yeah. Like I expected it to be like blown up and it like washed great. out and stuff. Like I but it looked really good. Yeah, and I loved being able to play with you while you were sitting there on the couch looking at your switch. Yeah. So we're not cool. like split screen in some yeah. way or whatever. Yeah. Like it's and it's uh and you have that instantaneous uh we do we ever lose? No, I don't think we did. Okay. No, we lost one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, that's right. Cause we were against like somebody who was like awesome at it. Like some somebody who was like really clean it up um and uh yeah that they were i think even it was it might have been them in an ai or something like that yeah so they were really like taking us to task there for a yeah. minute but uh but yeah dude that was super fun i love i, I also the switch has been um super fun for me this week because on for the black friday uh deals i actually picked up the expansion to um uh, Shantae half genie hero. Mm. There's like a, uh, there's a, what was a $10 expansion on sale for $5. And it's the, uh, the, the, the pirate, uh, the, what was it called? The pirate, pirate queen, uh, DLC. And so you get to play as risky boots, which is her like enemy. And it, it has the same gameplay as, um, Shantae and the pirate curse or whatever uh from 3ds and so it's like you have the same kind of power-ups with like oh well so i'm gonna use my hat as a parachute or use my gun to you know shoot things and stuff so it changes the gameplay quite a bit um and the same kind of like you go through the same worlds but with a a wholly new character um and so you it's it's interesting as you unlock things how you start chaining together things in different ways to do a lot of to get to a lot of the same areas that you would get to a completely different way with a different character, um, which is really fun. Like Shovel Knight has done that before, where it's like, oh, play through the these levels with a different character, and yeah. they they like design the levels around this new character, right? And like that's a it was it's really fun. Like I way forward, the uh, developer makes an incredibly good uh, Metroidvania kind of platformer, which is really like I. I have not played a game from them that I have not enjoyed. Um, like they do a lot of like licensed stuff as well. Like they did the, uh, oh, there was a Batman uh, Brave and the Bold game that I had on uh, 3DS. Oh yeah, I've been playing was, some of that. It's really fun. Like it's it's very simple, very basic, but it's a fun game. Like they developed that. They, uh, all of the Shantae games. Like there's now there's, it makes me want to get, um, there's a movie tie-in with the Mummy movie that came out this <laughs> summer that they've done. Was it any good? It's called The Mummy Demastered, and it's supposed to be really good. Like it's gotten like great reviews. Hmm. Um, and it's like pixel. It's all pixel Weird. art, and it's like a mix between like Contra, like a shooter, and a Metroidvania. Like so, you're up, up, upgrading your character, unlocking new areas, getting a new power up, and then oh, I can go and you know explode this thing. It's supposed to be really difficult as well as uh really fun so i'm weird it's one of those like it was on sale as well but i just didn't pick it up it was on sale for 15 bucks off of 20 or something like that so i I eventually will probably pick that one up and see it's just because i love way forward love develop the developer that's cool did you grab anything for uh for black friday any any deals so i'm trying to remember i I remember i think i i talked about some last week um and i don't know if i picked anything else oh no i did i grabbed uh the evil within nice first one um, I haven't played it yet, but I, I was like, okay, I 
I could probably play this over the Christmas season, something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I always say those things, and then we'll see if it happens. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I've picked up that, and then, uh, like, the newest uh, Batman um, episode came out recently. Yeah. And it kind of snuck up on me. Like, I know. It's like, all of a sudden, it's out. John. All of a sudden. bad. Yeah, I know. Uh, the second we, one. We said we were going to walk through it with people. So, I, we should. We should do it maybe for next week. Do we have a, a topic so for we do, next week? So, we do episode two for next week. Uh, or do two and three together? No, that's probably not happening. You don't think that's... that's the, it's just too much. I, I mean... Too much to ask. Maybe not. I don't know. We can try. Know. Let's see what we happens. We did the entire other season, didn't we? Like, by itself, we, we reviewed. That's true. That's true. I know, it's just not what we said we were going to do. It isn't what we said we were going to do. But so, I'm, But I'm okay bailing on that. Maybe we do that. I don't know. Well, there's also, so next week is also, let me see what 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 uh, what comes out next week. Do we have Curse of, the, of Osiris next week? Or is, yeah, the Curse yeah. of Osiris is next week. Next week. But that'll only be out for like a day before we record it. So maybe this weekend we play uh, play some Batman and we also talk about Curse of Osiris next week. So, um, But yeah, I, I picked that up on sale. But um, in addition to that, like I... Uh, I was thinking about picking up a few other things, but I, I actually didn't. I actually had to pick up for my Switch a SD card. I got an SD card on Amazon for like a deep discount. Yeah. Um, 128 gig uh, because I, I had filled up my uh, my Switch. The, uh, the onboard 32 gigs, I think, oh, is what no. they give you. So I'd filled that all up. And uh, could not download the update or the DLC for Shantae, and I was like, "Oh no!" So I deleted something, and then bought like found out on Black Friday or whatever that there's an amazing deal on an SD card, and I was like, "Okay, I'm doing it." So I just <laughs> pulled the trigger on that and got that in. So um, it's interesting what you have to do to transfer all of your data over to the SD card, like the stuff that's on your onboard hard drive. Can you, you can't transfer your saves. You can't just transfer it, and the saves always have to be on the actual unit. Okay, right. So, but in order to transfer the game install, you have to basically delete it from one thing and, and then re-download it to the other thing. Like yeah. it won't transfer, right. which is really strange. To yeah, me. that's strange. Um, that seems like a really convoluted process. So I was like downloading things for a, a, you know a couple hours because I just anything that was on there, I just was like, ah, let me just archive this and then uh, transfer it over to to my SD card. So. But yeah, any other deals that you picked up on uh, on Black Friday? No. Oh no, I did. Sorry, we went to Best Buy. That's Sorry, right. I'm really sleepy right now. I'm trying to like reengage my brain. Might That's need true. To, might need to go get some caffeine. Some somewhere. caffeine. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's not even that late. It's, it's just like eight o'clock. It's just dark outside. It's just dark outside. Dude, the chime changes really messed me up. Screws me way up. I also reversed successfully reversed my sleep cycle over the uh, the Thanksgiving holiday. Where Were I was you like trying to do that? No. <laughs> Where I was just going to bed and it was like 6 a.m. And I was like, no. Yeah. Um, so I uh, picked up, I went to, we went to um, Best Buy. I found the 4K um, oh, version right. of Wonder Woman for $10. Which you didn't know it was 10 bucks until you like checked out. No. I mean, see, like, that's one of those things, like, if I had known it was 10 bucks, maybe I would have picked it up, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't even have a 4K TV. <laughs> well, I mean, it had a, has a regular Blu-ray in it, too. Um, I picked that up. I picked up uh, Baywatch for $15. Cool. And um, what was the other one? Oh, Sicario for $15. They were both 4K versions. That's so now awesome. I have four K four 4K movies, John, Law La La Land, and those three. That's awesome. So yeah. you can now 4K it up with four movies. Yeah. It's, it's lots of fours, Chris. Lots of fours. Lots of fours. Um, so I got that. Uh, yeah, like I really, I didn't really pick up a ton. Um, and really haven't, like we went and saw Thor again. Uh, mm. I saw Thor for second, even better the second time. Picked up a lot more things this time. Um, and something that I was like, oh, I like this. Is, we didn't talk about this on the podcast. And I think like this is going to be playing to something later. And now it's in the Infinity War trailer. Um, so uh, we can talk about that later. But it was, it was basically like the... Um, the Tesseract. Yeah. Like whenever Loki walks by it, he's like, hmm, interesting. And like, then you don't don't see the results of that. And I was like, crap, I bet he grabbed that and snagged it. Well, obviously he did. I kind of wish that was like a more, like why they need to show that, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I guess like, because the theory has always been that that was one of the, uh, the Infinity Stones. I think we so knew like, it. it. Well, maybe we did. Yeah, maybe we did from, from Cap 1. 
from the first Captain America. He might have been this yeah. is one of the fabled Infinity Stones or something like that, like uh, Red Skull, maybe. I mean, maybe we didn't, but I'm pretty sure we knew it was I a. Thought we might have. Yeah, it was a uh, as an Infinity Stone. But like, so it had to get there from somehow, and like, I don't know, like the fact of Loki holding it, like. Shows that Loki's in the movie, yeah. At the very least, yeah. One of the most popular, popular. I mean, he was in other scenes too, though. I guess that's true. Uh, anyway, so um, I watched that again. Uh, been playing a lot of Destiny, like uh, just trying to, like season one's coming to an end. We're gonna talk about Destiny for the news, but season one's coming to an end. Um, season two is about to start. Very fun. And uh, Christopher Cyrus next week. Super pumped about it. We're trying to get our clan XP up. That's right. And gotta uh, play some this weekend. Yep. I haven't played at all since the reset. You better do all three of your characters. I played a lot of Iron Banner last week. <laughs> better do all three of your characters. Oh, I, I definitely will. It, it doesn't take that long to do no. all, all three of those characters. No. Um, for sure. Yeah. Um, if we don't get it, I'm gonna be sorely disappointed. Uh, it will be it will be a bummer if we don't get up to uh, the the top level before the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and then uh, what else? What else? Yeah, I, I feel like there's not a whole lot else that I've been doing, like other than Destiny. I uh, for sure with the holiday, it, like takes a big chunk of the time. And I picked up, or and I didn't pick up. I spent like one of the evenings this this week putting up some Christmas lights and like, oh, there's just like other stuff to do. Oh, of course. Um, one thing I didn't talk about on Black Friday, like, so we, uh, I didn't get out, like, we didn't get out in, in, during the day or whatever. Like I said, I basically successfully switched my sleep cycle, so I woke up really late on on Friday. Um, and got out like I was like, oh, GameStop was supposed to have the Cuphead vinyl. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and like if you bought the game, you got like a a, a seven inch vinyl. Um, and I was like, there's no way that they have those left. And so we swung by like a GameStop uh, on our way to dinner, and they had one. I had one left, so I got like the last one at our GameStop down here, and uh, and picked up Cuphead. I haven't actually played Cuphead. I've, I've downloaded it on my Xbox now, um, but haven't had time to like turn it on and uh, and play it. I'm super amped to do it. Um, but the vinyl is super cool up there. Looks awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's like got this vintage kind of look to it. Super fun. Like the have you, like have the you entire game does. What have you played it yet? The vinyl? No, yeah. I haven't played the vinyl or the game yet. Oh gosh, why? <laughs> Just because I haven't had, had time. Ah. It's it's uh you know, it's it, it to play the game like I had to download it. So like whenever I was gonna like boot it up and I had time to like actually like play it, it, yeah. was, it was like oh wait I have to download this. So yeah. then by the time it downloaded, I was like going to bed and it was like ah that's a bummer. Um, but. The vinyl, I have no excuse for playing that. No. I'm not playing that on, no. on my record player over there. So, well, cool. Yeah. Well, later we're going to talk about Infinity War. But first, the news. The news. The news, Chris. That's weird. I haven't done that in, like intro like in a really long time. Yeah. Typically, uh, I feel like recently I have uh, I've been taking us into that one. Which you is have. Which is fun. I mean, I probably I, for the past year. At I least. liked. I liked that you did it too. It was. It was a fun one. Because I got to do the high <clears> part. <throat> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um. So the news we have this week. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm just like totally off my game tonight. <laughs> like I do don't. You, do you need a, like a drink of water? Sure. Maybe that might help. Okay. Okay. Let's. Let's. I'm gonna need a drink of water. Are Are we awake? I'm awake. I just asked if if you wanted me to slap you. Just like a <sighs> nope. qu- Quick little slap. Nope. You know, just. Whoosh. I'm fine. Okay, we're good. Um, so uh, we're talking about de- uh, Destiny uh, to explain some backstory for how we got here to what we're talking about. <laughs> um, over the past, like, you know, obviously since the game launched, there have been, like, vocal um, community members who have been um, pointing out places where Destiny 2 could improve. Yeah. Uh, and... Um, and I think, like in large part, like the, nothing is completely unfounded. You know, like I think no. there's there's uh, there's a there's a balance to wishing a game was something that it's it's not and it never will be, mm-hmm. and and trying to improve the game. There's those are two separate things, and I think both of those conversations have been going on at the same time, and they get muddied. Yeah, I mean, like, and and with a game that is a live game like this, where it's like this is a, 
I guess games as a service kind of a model in a way like where it's like, okay, there's weekly tasks. There's like, it's an ongoing thing. It's not just a game that you put in and you play once and that's it. Or a game that you put in and you play multiplayer matches and that's it. Like the progression is the progression. Like this is a, in more so than a, a lot of other games, it's a living, breathing kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, it's just like you said, like there's, is that line of like, where, where do you get into just wishing this was a Diablo three or something like that, rather than it being a destiny two? Yeah. you know? And and so like, um, there was always this kind of like, like a few weeks back, the, uh, the live team, which is the team that updates the game as it goes along, um, took over the maintenance for destiny two, like, uh, the, uh, the launch team who built the base game, um, they were uh, the ones who uh, were in charge, like through the console launch and through the PC launch, and a couple weeks after that, and then the live team took over. And we knew that changes would be, would be coming anyway. This is the team that expanded the vault space in the first game and um, added in a lot of ec- extra features, re-rolling guns. Um, they were the ones first ones who introduced. Um, I believe they were the first ones who introduced uh, being able to upgrade your guns to like current level. Um, and infuse them. I don't. I don't remember if in Destiny One it was called infusion, or not. Yeah, uh, was it? there was an infusion mechanic for sure. Yeah. So anyway, like you were able to, you know, bring your guns along with you. And I mean, they they made a lot of really good changes. So we knew stuff was coming, mm-hmm. and uh, we even knew that stuff was coming for you know this new expansion, Curse of Osiris. They'd kind right. of tease, hey, we're gonna have to make some changes. But things rebalancing, kind of, like they think they advertised that like major rebalancing and major yeah. like changes were gonna happen. In seasons, and I think, and I think, um, Bungie made a couple of mistakes along the way. And you know, number one, um, they, you know, like I think the first thing is they have been communicating a lot of things, been saying a lot of things, but not saying the right things. Not saying the things that the community has been asking. Yeah, exactly. Like, and and it's not even that hard, you know. Like they, um, for instance, everyone, you know, like. The thing that set all this off, like you know, these big changes that they're outlining to the game, um, was uh, last week. Um, there was, or t- or two weeks ago, there was a a discovery made with how XP was being displayed in the game, and um, where it the game was telling you that you were getting a certain number of XP, so like 500 XP, let's just take that as an example. But you weren't getting 500 XP; you were getting less than that, and mm-hmm. it, and so it was. It was deceptive in the way that it showed that. The only way to track that someone like took like figured out the pixels on the screen, like as their XP bar went up, and and then like divided it by you know whatever. Like they did some math, like and just figured out, hey, mm-hmm. these activities. If I do them over and over again, if I just run public events, I get less XP the more that I do. But yeah, it's so telling the, me I get the same. Right. The more times you do it, the less XP you actually got. Yeah. Despite the fact that on your display, it still pops up and goes, oh, 500 XP. And um, so in order to correct that, Bungie came out and admitted, yeah, we, we did that. Um, kind of gave a cursory explanation. Honestly, it doesn't matter why. It was still deceptive and still weird. And at the same time, they're out there telling people, hey, season one's ending. Um, get your bright engrams and, you know, grind for for this stuff inside. And so it was, it was just like, it felt weird. And and that was kind of the, the cherry on top of this this long, like months long, um, what well, felt like it's not even a tug of war or a shouting match because only one side was saying stuff that meant anything mm-hmm. like of, Hey, these things are wrong in the game. What are you going to do about them? Well, let's, uh, let's tell you about the new curse of Osiris DLC and, uh, let's yeah. look at the, uh, the, the maps and let's show you the new social space. That's not answering the question, you know, like right, they right. were talking to us a lot, like, you know, but right. they weren't communicating the right things and they got themselves into, you know, into a sticky situation mm-hmm. where I, I don't, I don't think know if they'd ever admit it, and but or like at least not immediately now. Like something must have happened. Like either they saw after the XP debacle, they like I suspect they saw a large drop off in active players. Otherwise, they wouldn't have reacted in the way that they did. So like they they've been they had uh, three streams planned total before Curse of Osiris. They've already done two. 
Um, and in those streams, they're like they're like two two and a half hours long streams, and they don't really reveal a ton. They just kind of sit there and talk right. about stuff. Well, they're very. I think like they're very spoiler sensitive with a lot of those streams, and it's like that's a good thing. Yeah. But whenever you have a two hour stream to fill, and you're actually trying to not reveal things, like you <laughs> or know, even, it's or like talk it, about the things the community wants. Yeah, it becomes it. Yeah, or, or answer the questions. Yeah, the, the community. Because you sit asking. there, you sit there and watch a two and a half hour stream, hoping that they'll answer one of these. You know, like. 50 questions that you mm-hmm. have about the game and they answer yeah. none of them. That's frustrating. Um, so, but then they canceled. They canceled this week's stream. The third one, yeah. Yeah, they said like, hey, uh, we hear you. Like, there's an uproar <laughs> about Destiny 2. We are going to address it. We're going to do it in a blog post. Mm-hmm. I think they want to do that so that they could be very, very specific and exact with what they said. Right. And then they also released a, a, um, a podcast today. That was yeah. yesterday, the, the blog post podcast today. And then the weekly... Uh, weekly updates um out tonight as well in, in the blog post there's a lot of patch notes as well like where it's like getting yeah. into like nitty-gritty things and specific things where it's like i feel like in in a text form those like bullet point patch notes are always like yeah a better, want, a even, better read even if you saw it on a stream you'd still want this blog post you know what right. i mean um i think there's a couple of things that are interesting like before we kind of just talk about our general thoughts about it the It'd be it would be interesting to know, you know, like how much of this they were already planning on doing, I was and how much that. of this is is tacked on. Um, there are certain things uh, we'll talk about it in a second, but like Masterworks guns kind of feels tacked on. Kind of feels like okay, like uh, how can we use the current arsenal of weapons and make them um, give them another layer to. Um, to grind for that's the only grindy part that of of this stuff that feels grindy where it's like you are waiting for a masterworks version of a weapon to drop it's basically it's basically like a version another version of a current weapon um that has that you can reroll a mm-hmm. perk on mm-hmm. and um it also i think drops orbs for multi kills for your um fire team Potentially, like I'm not sure. Like whenever we get into like what those actually mean, some of the language. That's what it says. It says it doesn't say it could. No, it says it does. It does. Okay. I mean, because like there's some of those things where it's like they they have the idea of like, hey, you're going to have to re-roll this, or you can re-roll this, and things like that. Like some of that feels a little bit like they Destiny One, like where they introduced the being able to re-roll for perks and things like that. Yeah, so like these so in addition to the the random perk, they will track and display number of kills with that weapon. That's cool. With a choice between total count or crucible only count. That's cool. Generate orbs for you and your allies are on, on multi kills and add weapon stat bonuses that are selected randomly from a small pool and re-rollable. That's uh, there the, it is. That's, that's the re-roll. That's yeah. the random part. So okay. um I mean which is awesome. It just but like the thing that you know stuff that makes it seem tacked on is like well Okay, these are current guns. This, you know, like I'm always, I'm always wary. Okay, <laughs> let me just. This is something that global video games across the board do this a lot and have been doing this more recently. Yeah, where like they'll have an update to something with a new feature, or like Zelda did it, like with the uh, with being able to see like the path on the map or whatever. And it's like where they it, it they add it as a feature, something that feels like a developer tool. So, and it's like, it's almost like a no brainer, like just put this in the UI, right? Like, like being able to track where you've been for the last 200 hours, I yeah. guarantee as a developer, they have that capability, uh, to look at, you know, Oh, where, where have I walked throughout this map? Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, Oh, well, players would want to see this. Let's add that as a DLC. And like, it's a feature now. And so like this, it's like, Oh, tracking the number of kills that you've had with this weapon both PvP as well as this, it's like oh, that's a developer thing that we probably know per. I'm sure account. those stats are there. Yeah, yeah, they exist. These are easy stats to pull. It's an easy win. Let's just give this to them, like, yeah. and, and call it a feature. You know, yeah. so like things like that, like make it feel yeah. like this is a, a relatively new thing and it, or, like a recent addition. The fact that like the re-rollable stats that we've yeah. done that before, right? Like that's been like that was in Destiny One, right. and, it, and it was removed for Destiny Two. It's like that feels like something that is like, well, that's an easy win. Let's just have re-rollable stats, you yeah. know, or whatever. So like. Some of that, like these things, like you're just like, well, this it could have been, yeah, new. <laughs> so, like, I want to briefly outline because um, I don't want to read this entire thing. Oh, like, of course, briefly outline the things that they're going to add um, and kind of talk about them. Um, and, and at a high level, they're going to do things. Uh, they're going to introduce a uh, new weapon tier, the masterworks, improved vendor rewards, um, armor ornaments, um, better incentives for players to complete prestige activities, rewards for strikes, adventures in lost sectors. 
uh, private matches for the Crucible, Crucible tuning, adjusted like you know with with spawns and scoring, better incentives for completing uh, Crucible matches and penalties for leaving competitive matches. Mm. These are a lot of things we've talked about over the past few months. Yeah, on this podcast. Yeah. Continued improvements to Iron Banner and Faction Rallies, including uniqueness uniqueness of a rewards. What's funny about some of these is they're very vague about like, oh, and improved rewards for right. these activities. And it's like, I feel like some of those were like, okay. Well, they outline them here, like, or some of them they do. Right. Uh, uh, changes to make the mod economy more interesting. Um, ongoing improvements to exotics, um, including adjustments to reduce instances of duplication. Mm-hmm. Uh, new ways to surplus... To spend surplus currency and materials. Um, an emote interface allows players to equip any emote that they want. Um, so, yeah, you dive into, like, okay, you know, basically they outlined some of this stuff will come on December 5th with the Curse of Osiris. Some of it will come on December 7th, or sorry, 12th, the next week, the following week. So, things like uh, Masterworks Weapons coming in December 12th. Um, armor ornaments December 5th that feels like that was probably coming with Curse of Osiris anyway right December 12th faction armor and weapons will be unlocked for purchase that sounds like that's timed with the faction rally I feel like there's probably gonna be a faction rally then Right. Um, well, I mean, and, and like some of those, it, if there's not like a specific timed event happening at the at a given time, it's like, well, it wouldn't matter before December twelfth anyway. Yeah. Uh, December twelfth, Zer has some new stuff that includes um, a, a an exotic um, engram that will guarantee a dropped exotic that, that you don't have um which is pretty cool they that's don't pretty cool much. especially for people like it's interesting to me i think it does it increase the uh chance like the three of coins it increases the chance for four hours of of dropping uh yeah. masterworks and exotics for uh for things um boost exotic drop rates okay that's what it says okay um it looks like things like the faded engram which gives you a guaranteed exotic you don't have it costs at least in this image 97 legendary shards <laughs> Which is crazy. I mean, I have a lot of legendary shards, but I could probably only buy like a handful of uh, right. of those. Um, so. uh, December fifth, or uh, the mods are coming. Like mod changes are coming out. Uh, also, December fifth, uh, players chasing a world legendary are looking for masterworks. Master Raul will sell some legendary engrams every single. Um, it'll rotate. Very cool. uh, December fifth, or sorry, December twelfth. Zavala and Lord Shax will sell gift consumables for legendary shards that can be used during strike or crucible match that will serve the following functions. This is interesting. Grant bonus rewards to everyone in that activity upon completion, friend or foe alike. Very cool. And award anything from faction tokens to a round of exotics for everyone in the match. That's really cool. That sounds like I love like weird things like that. Like uh, this is. I mean, again, that sounds like something they're like, hey, let's just. That sounds. I mean, it's coming after the December fifth. This is December twelfth, and that like I mean. They're like, hey, let's make everybody happy. Let's just give them all exotics. Let's just know? make it rain. <laughs> you know? them, make them rich. <laughs> um, so but I also like, love. I love the idea that like it's for everyone. Yeah, in everyone match. in the match. That's pretty cool. I think it's cool. I mean, and that's something like if if uh, you're playing with someone who has like a boatload of uh, legendary shards yeah. or like whatever currency it's going to be. Then like they can be like, oh, I had a really good time playing with you guys here. Let me give you guys like a fun thing. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's like a really cool that's that's a cool economy to add to the thing where you can gift things almost to your fellow players. Uh, I want to use the next one to illustrate another point I want to make. So this is part one of something I'm going to say. Ooh, part uh, one. So on December twelfth, they're going to um, lower the exploit safeguards on chests and resource nodes. So like if you that's what we've experienced before where you do unlock a chest and get a resource node and get another resource node and it's like and it doesn't let you collect it because it's it thinks you're exploiting them or something. Like I'm I don't know why that's even there. Um but I mean um, they're reducing that from zero percent yeah <laughs> of it happening to thirty percent. Um this is the part that's interesting. We want to associate a visual visual indicator with this in the future update, but we weren't able to pull that off in this update. But we hear you. Um, and then previously, I, I'm, I think I skipped over one where they said, Hey, we couldn't do that. This update, we're going to do it sometime in 2018. The one thing that's not on this list that they haven't, didn't even say anything about that. They could have said, Hey, it's coming in 2018 is an expanded vault. Like they didn't say, Hey, we hear you. The vault's too small. You're overflowing with gear. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll fix this in 2018. We just can't right now. They Mm -hmm. They just didn't even address it. Like it's still like, come on guys. 
That's like one of the biggest things. I feel like that one, and we, I think we said this about Destiny 1 whenever it was too small, right? The vault, yeah. the storage, all that stuff was too small. I feel like... It took like a year or two, right? It did, and it was the same thing. I, I definitely think I've said this before, where it's, that is an easy, easy win. Like, that's yeah. one where you literally could just say it, and it will make everyone happy. But right. like, I mean, I want to say in Destiny 1 as well, they... they didn't announce it until it was literally like imminent where yeah. it was like, okay, it's happening this week, right. you know? And so like, eh, maybe that's what's happening. Maybe they're like, we don't want to say it's but coming still. and then literally but just they, have everybody but asking. They, but they already it. said, Hey, we're going to do this. They have a whole year then to do it. I know. I know. Um, in December 12th, vendors will now beckon you to hand in your reputation tokens only when you're carrying enough to re- get a reward in Graham. December 5th changes affecting your reputation tokens. Daily challenges will in- increase their, um, the tokens that you get, Kate's treasure chests, will um, guarantee a minimum payout of destination appropriate reward or uh, reputation tokens. Strikes will drop a larger number of Vanguard reputation tokens. Whoop. Common quality destination resource tokens will have their drop rates increased. Um, on the balance, reputation required per engram will increase for destination factions and gunsmith. So, this is what's weird. Oh, and then and then Leviathan raid tokens. This is oh well, okay. I'll, hang on, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so a large part of they are introducing where each vendor you can purchase the guns that they offer and it'll, they'll rotate. So like you know, hopefully sometime if you're really waiting for a curtain call or something like that, curtain call will come up and you can buy it. Or they're giving you a higher drop rate of these reputation tokens in certain events. In certain events, however, mm-hmm. they're also like what I just read. The reputation required per ingram will increase for destination factions by 37% and gunsmith by 50%. So now, even though they, they're giving you more tokens, but it's going to take more tokens to get the reward in grams. Chris, I just feel like the inflation just went up in this game. It did. And they, <laughs> like, how does this solve anything? Like, you literally... <laughs> feel like I just got a pay raise, but uh, everything is also more expensive. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. It's very but strange. This, the 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 great change to the token system... Leviathan raid tokens will be redeemed at Benedict immediately after obtaining a token instead of requiring a full clear of the raid before unlocking. I didn't even know that was a thing, dude. Yeah, basically, like right now, so say you go into the raid and only make it halfway through every single time. Yeah. You can't turn in your tokens. That's so weird. Because right now it requires you to clear the whole raid in order to... What's nuts about that is that a lot of those, like, a lot of those rewards could potentially be a... Uh, a higher level than what you have. So, like, if you're at like 270 or 280 or something like that, if you're yeah. still not like way up where where we are at 300, yeah. then it's like they could potentially help you clear the raid the next week. Right. <laughs> they talked about the XP a little bit. Um, they like they basically said, "Hey, we turned off the the system that was making it um, that was hiding how much XP you're actually earning. What you're seeing is actually what you're getting. But now some activities you're not getting enough for, so we're going to adjust in the future." They spent some time there. I don't know. We don't really need to read that. What I do want to read is uh, the section they titled The Future. Going forward, we plan to continue this dialogue as openly and frequently as possible. This will be an ongoing process, but one that we are committed to. This week, we'll be publishing a new episode of the Bungie podcast where we will sound off on the current state of Destiny 2, how we think about our communication challenges, and what it takes to update the the game in the wild. You'll be able to listen on both Apple and Android devices. Thank you for playing, for being passionate about Destiny 2 and for working with us as we look to continuously improve our game and studio communication. So they know they had some issues. Overall, like I want to know your thoughts on all this. Um, the like the 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 changes coming to the game. What are like what's the what's one thing you're most excited about? What's something that like kind of like eh, like I'm kind actually of talked about it, but. We, we talked about the, like the masterworks a little bit, but like I'm actually excited for some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, as much as we ragged on them all ago, I am right. excited for it. Well, I mean, and, 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 and some of those developer thing, like I mentioned, Oh, the developer tools that they just give you, like, I'm never like, I'm never like, don't give those to me. Like where it's like, Oh, I want to, don't, I, it's not like I don't want to see how many kills I have with this weapon. Right. And it's not like I don't want to see how many kills Although, I have the, specifically kind of thing, like, against crucible players. With I, this I mean, why? <laughs> sure. Oh, it's, it's a it's an interesting stat. It's fun. You I don't know? know what it does for me. You like, know me though. I like wise. I like so many numbers. Like I like to look at my stats and I like my KDs and like all this stuff. In Destiny, it's I really like KD. It's really weird. Like that they tie all those things to actual like physical 
in-game things like yeah, where it's like oh i ghost. have to have the right banner in order to tell right. what kd i have right and so i have to transfer that over from character to character or like have make sure it's on on every character it's it's kind of convoluted how they do it in the game but like i do like that it's there and like the, the those things are there so i'm excited about the re-rollable thing like just depending on what how expensive that is and how grindy that feels yeah that's the part where i'm like okay because inevitably this is what I hope doesn't happen. In Destiny One, there were you could re, you would, there were random um, rolls on weapons, and then you could possibly re-roll some of them, not all of them, some of them. And what that ended what ended up happening was, I would have three copies of the same gun in my vault because I didn't know which one was better. <laughs> yeah, and I don't have the room for that. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't want three copies of an origin story right. because of some. Roll so like what solves that is where at least the if the re-roll isn't prohibitively expensive where you can't like sure maybe you're you're saying like you can't re-roll it every two seconds but you know like every ten crucible matches maybe you get yeah. enough like to uh, to re-roll it yeah if you can re-roll it every hour if it, like it depends on if it's if it's the, if it's the legendary shard like uh, re-roll or if it's a glimmer re-roll right or token re-roll yeah I don't know I mean if I have if it's you know, it just kind of depends. Like, yeah, it depends on, and it depends on like with the new, like, like the way that they're shaping this new economy. Like, there's a lot more things to spend your legendary shards yeah. on, right? Uh, and that's a, that's one another one of the big things. Like, that's another thing I wanted to bring up as like that I'm happy about because right. I've got a lot of those sitting around. I've got like 800 of these things sitting around. And I'm not saying I want more currency because, like, for instance, let's go back to Destiny One again. You know, like you just do an activity and you could get possibly a strange coin or motes of light or. You know, you'd end up like getting shards, uh, leg- or not legendary shards, uh, exotic shards from exotics that you drop, and like Zend- dismantle. Uh, there's ascendant shards. Uh, ascendant shards from like. There was radiant shards. Yeah, those are, those are from raids, but like in normal activity, the thing I like about Destiny Two is like you don't have to go out of your way to find these things. It's like, well, you want some legendary shards? We'll just play the game. You'll get some legendary shards. Right. You want some tokens? You want the IO IO uh, uh, armor set? Just go get some IO tokens. So yeah, that's spend the some time on the IO. thing that I the problem that I have with it is the random you know slot machine kind of feel where it's like I need the helmet and I've gotten the cloak ten times. Right, right. Know? Well, and I think that that is where I get with the like the fact that they're giving me things to spend my legendary shards on, right? And it's specific items rather yep. than it being like a random roll or whatever. Like I can literally be like, okay, so I've gotten all of uh, of the future war cults armor set, mm-hmm. all f- all the pieces except for mm-hmm. the arms or something, right? Yeah. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, I can buy that now. Yeah. Potentially, like if I'm up at a certain level, like you think you have to turn in a certain number of packages right. or like be up at a certain level to, to buy these things. Like there's some prerequisites for right. some of these uh, purchases, but there's a direct path to yeah. it rather than it just being like we've talked about statistics before where it's like, OK, so if this is a one in 32 chance of, of rolling it, like there is still like it's one in 32 chance every single time you do it. Yeah. It's not like you get 32 and you definitely get one. Yeah. It's like you could literally draw this forever and never get it. Right. And I feel like with some people like that has happened with, with, I, I, I've lucked out a lot, of, a lot in destiny too, with like a lot of the, well, gear. like I played a lot of uh, iron banner and I still don't have the arms for my hunter. You right. Know? And you played, you played, I think far more matches of it than I have. And I've gotten an entire set on one of my characters and, and most of the sets on the other two. And so it's like, I've gotten incredibly lucky with this thing. Yeah. And, uh, and so, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things that like, I, th- I like that there's that direct path and that yeah. there's something to spend yeah. this currency on now. I agree. Yeah. Like ultimately I, I like pretty much all of this. Yeah. Um, I think my favorite thing, um, I like the, uh, the, the master, the idea of the masterworks weapons, and I think that's still like that's that's completely different from um, in in the Curse of Osiris update. There's supposed to be some kind of like um, crafting of weapons, like and basically sounds like um, uh, quests to get obtain specific weapons that's inside cool. like the updates. So, like I think there's gonna be a lot of content here, especially with these updates to you know keep us coming back. Um, I like the armor ornaments. Um, in season two, the following sets of ornaments unlocked in their respective activities. Vanguard faction armor, Crucible faction armor, Trials of the Nine armor, Iron Banner armor, Dead Orbit armor, Future War, War Cult armor, New Monarchy armor, Eater of Worlds, Raid Lair armor. Um, the ornaments will be unlocked by completing objectives specific to each set and are permanently unlocked account-wide just like exotic weapon ornaments. So like this is a reason. Mm, that's cool. 
I think for me to like do specific activities, like, hey, maybe one of them is do all the challenges in the raid. You know, yeah. now you unlock this uh, this um, weapon or armor ornament. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I, I like that it's account wide as well, so you don't have to do it on each character. Yep. That's Super really cool. Fun. Like that, I didn't catch that uh, whenever I read it the first time, but that's really cool. Yeah. Like if if my Iron Banner stuff sets on each character, the ornaments can be unlocked by doing uh, activities on one character. I love that. Like so, I don't have to go through and be like, oh man, I want the ornament for my warlock now. So like yeah. I, that's a really fun thing. Um, that's cool. This one, the faction armor and weapons will be unlocked for purchase for legendary shards and faction tokens on most faction vendors. All five armor slots will always be present, and weapons will still rotate weekly on the factions that have them. Cool. Slots will be unlocked by claiming reward engrams from the respective faction, and you will get credit for engrams you may have already claimed since launch. Nice. So that's the prerequisites. And so if you've already turned in like a thousand yep. uh, like packages with a certain, yeah. you probably can just go ahead and buy it, yep. right? So it. I think like that's yeah. that's one of those things where they're kind of solving for the community saying, man, I've rolled a hundred packages yeah. and have not gotten a chest plate for mm -hmm. this character and on this thing. And so like they're like, well, now you can. <laughs> like here, let's just, you've, you've put in enough. You've put, you've put in enough tokens. You can, right. You've claimed enough packages from this. We're gonna let you have it, yeah. right? You know, and so I, that's that, I think that's a really cool like goodwill yeah. kind of a thing. One it gives you like a, say so say I haven't um, turned in a lot of uh, packages on Titan, which I haven't um, mm. with my Warlock or something mm. like that. And Interesting. I'm like, well, I want I want the chest piece, um, and I've because I've gotten random drops of the other ones, and I need you know 15 more packages to do that. Okay, well that's still a path. Yeah, sure, that might be minor grindy. Yeah. But it's it's better than not having a path at all. Right. And still and being it, random. And you can do the math in your head of like, okay, how much time are we talking, right? Or how much effort are we talking? And then you can kind of put yourself on a path to do it eventually. Yeah. Right? So like there's certain certain vendors that I haven't turned almost anything in on. And it, it if I really want that set, I can do the math in my head and be like, okay, so if I if I do the next time the flashpoint comes up, the next time there's like a bonus for being on this planet, like, will I get it then? Yeah. Or will it be two flashpoints from now? Or yeah. whatever it ends up being. So like I think I think it's a really cool thing to be able to figure out the direct path here and then yeah. do I want to do it? Like am yeah. I am I that invested in it? So I think that player choice is nice. So I'm excited about all of this. Yeah. I know this is another deeper dive into Destiny that we don't, you know, like doesn't necessarily apply to a lot of people. But um, I thought it was, it was important. Part of me sometimes is like, we should just start like a half hour Destiny podcast. <laughs> like a side <laughs> that go, Destiny. That goes thing. out like once a week or once a month, I mean, or something like that, where it's not a weekly thing where you just talk about Destiny and maybe for like special things, we put out one. That could be cool. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe that would work better. If, if you're listening to this. Yep. And if if you like Destiny stuff, you're like, yeah, I would be into that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or if you hate this being in the normal podcast, yes. and you're like, ah, D Destiny doesn't apply to me, guys. Yep. You know, move it along. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Uh, you can do. Are are the stand target DMs open or whatever? We could have people no, you have DM. To be friends with them. Okay, so just tweet at us. You know, just tweet at us and let us know what at you're stand thinking. Stand target you know? pod. Yeah, and, and let us know if uh, if you'd be into uh, that type of a situation or yeah. if you're like, hey, guys, move along. Yeah. I have one other news item, Chris. Okay. So this news item, Super Mario Odyssey cereal mm. is coming to stores. Nice. And the box is an amiibo. A real amiibo? A real amiibo. So the, uh, the, the cereal... This is <laughs> the cereal, like showed up on Target's website or whatever, and it's like, oh, this is awesome. But on the front of the box is like, and you know, the box is an amiibo. Yeah, uh, and it has functionality with uh, Super Mario Odyssey. And so, if you're playing Super Mario Odyssey and you're like, hey, I want some more coins or hearts, I think if you scan the box, it will give you like a, oh a like, oh, here's some coins. So people, uh, here's some people hearts. Are gonna end up keeping this box sitting around. Not only that, Chris. <laughs> I feel like they're gonna like. There's a little spot. I think you can cut out the, uh, ah, the thing okay. from it. Cool. But I also, it, it, depending on how they package this, I'm gonna try. On uh, is like, it, see, is it a special edition? It's, like, is it gonna be in all the stores? I think it's gonna be in Targets. Okay. I don't know about any of the other stores, but it's hitting stores December 11th. You should pick it up. I'll try to pick it up too. December 11th. Remind me. I love it. And we'll 
eat some on the podcast. I love it and review it. I have no idea what this is. It's probably going to taste like garbage, similar to the uh, <laughs> the Batman and Superman, oh, Batman v Superman gross. cereal that the, we actually, ate. Actually, the, the Batman stuff wasn't that bad. But it had this strawberry. Oh, no, the strawberry it was, the, it was, it was the, the Superman the stuff Superman that wasn't that, was that bad. bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The strawberry was terrible, yeah, it was, dude. It was terrible. Um, but this is like, it's supposed to be like, it seems like it's like a Lucky Charms-esque kind nice, of a cereal nice, with like some nice. marshmallows and stuff That's with awesome. themed marshmallows. Um, but I feel like people are going to be walking down the cereal aisle just scanning their, like with their Switch, <laughs> scanning these boxes, right? Anyway. Uh, maybe. I don't I mean, know. I don't know how it's packaged because I know that in the uh, the actual stores, the Amiibo will have a cover on the bottom of them somehow where it's like, oh, the NFC can't read through this. Um, but yeah, anyway. There's, that's funny. That's, that's the news. Chris. Yeah. Avengers. Avengers. Infinity War. Infinity War. So this trailer, should we watch this again? I mean, do you need to watch it again? Yeah, let's watch it again. Okay, okay. Dude, that thing is epic. I know. So, um, <laughs> I, seriously. So, admittedly, I have been skeptical of this movie. Yeah, man, because I'm not a fan of the Russo brothers. Okay. Um, so we'll see how it turns out. But this looks awesome. Yeah. The trailer looks great. Yeah. Um, it looks like like we've been we've been building to this in a lot of ways. And in a lot of interesting places, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's exciting to see, like, okay, we've got everybody. We've got everybody coming together. Um, I think there's some interesting things, like the fact that, okay, Wakanda, like, they're all fighting. It's like, you know, whatever the uh, whatever the, the uh, story with Black Panther is, at least – they make it out alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, uh, like, yeah, it's like how how deep really is the threat during Black Panther movie, yeah. and like, what time period does it take place in? Like, is you know that sort of thing. So, like, it's uh, and and yeah, where is the main conflict? I guess, and how much does it lead directly into this movie potentially? I like Captain America with you know just the black suit and the you know grizzled. He had a he had facial hair, didn't he? Yeah, he beard, had a beard. Yeah, dude. The beard, the beard looks great. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, they're on the run. Like, uh, the, like that entire group of people is is yeah. just out there doing um, their thing. I, you know, I, I love like Doctor Strange, like those characters being in it. Um, I mean, I love I love all this. You know, Spider Man has the the uh, the suit, like the cool. I forget what it's called, but it's like this this that suit that was in Iron or uh, that that Tony Stark wanted to give him. Yeah. Um, super cool stuff. Yeah, dude, I I love the Spidey sense moment. That one was like really yeah. cool with the yeah. uh, with the trailer. The uh, the music. I was surprised at how I reacted to the Avengers theme. Yeah, because like in the Marvel movies, and we've been critical of the music yeah. in Marvel movies a lot. Um, there really aren't that many like big themes that you can just like pull out. And be like, oh, what's Steve Rogers' theme? Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, Thor, I guess, was made maybe an exception. The most recent Thor, Ragnarok, was like there's a lot of stuff in there. But I guess almost Guardians in- of the Galaxy, I think, has, has a has a theme that you recognize. It's similar to the Avengers. I'm trying to think of it in my head. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I could hum it, but I would recognize it if I heard it. Gotcha. But I mean, like, and but like, whenever those two times in this trailer, whenever that Avengers theme happens, yeah. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, th- I'm there. You know, I'm I'm yeah. totally there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I love the different team ups that we're implying are happening here and, and the, the different well, characters and together. What I, what I, what I like about this is that it doesn't seem like, at least they're not teasing that anyone's fighting with each other this time. Like that's my like biggest kind of like pet peeve with this type of stuff, you know, even justice league, like let's spend time. We got to spend time fighting each other. You know, in the first Avengers movie, you know, you got like, you have Thor and Hulk duking it out there in the forest, you know, and like, right. You've, uh, there's always those kind of matchups, and I'm I'm happy to see that's not happening. Um, at least in this trailer. Not anyway. in this trailer, at least. You know, I mean, this looks like it's gonna be pretty epic. And honestly, I could totally see this movie ending. This movie, where and like them having lost. Yeah. Like we don't see in this trailer uh, the Infinity Gauntlet fully formed with all the the jewels. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously Thanos is going after them, and like where they all are, I think we need to think about. But like you know, Doctor Strange has one of them for for sure. Um, Loki's got one of them. Loki's obviously. got one. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier in the show. The the one from the first Guardians of the Galaxy, like that's 
Vision has one. Vision has one. Vision basically is one. Right. You know, and that's that one is so strange. So to say me. That, like, there's the the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Tesseract, Vision, um, the uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That would leave one more. What are we missing? Mm. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head. Someone out there is probably screaming at us. Yeah, I mean, obviously. So but, anyway, like, you know, but we don't see that happening yet. Right. So, you, I mean, I wonder, like, at what point do we pick up in this? Like, is it is it a full-on? Obviously, at some point, there's a massive fight. Yeah. Like, because we have the, 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 the huge group of people running across fields to go I to mean, battle. I feel like is, this thing's going to start in New York City. It's going to start with that scene with Spider-Man. He's going to see that big portal in the sky. Something's going to come out of the portal. Tony Stark and the uh, the Doctor Strange people will go to investigate, and that's when everything crazy starts happening. Yeah, I mean, like, and and then you would uh, imagine that the big battle there that the that you're seeing people run across the field with is probably the final battle in the movie. Maybe. Um, and it's obviously not New York City, and so like it's interesting to me. Like, I feel like this is going to jump a little bit. Well, maybe there's an Infinity Stone in Wakanda. Ah, potentially. Um. And then potentially, I mean, you have you have these Infinity Stones that are spread all apart. Some some in space, you know. We literally have the Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. up in you know in space, and so I mean, it's it's a uh, it's going to be fun to see all of this happen. And there's a lot of I feel like there's a lot of things that have to happen yeah. to bring everyone together in this movie. Right. Um, I don't know where this is going to end up either. Like what you know, potentially characters dying, potentially characters. Well. There was a. Uh, let me pull this. I'm up. worried about Vision right now, Chris, because in that trailer we see some craziness with Vision. So, like to put this into some context, let me pull up an an article that um, from earlier this week. I, you also wonder like about people's contracts, you know, and that sort of thing. Is like, oh, do you do you want to renew a contract or whatever? So. So uh, there's a Vanity Fair cover story. This is from Entertainment Weekly. But um, Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige is opening up about the film Avengers 4 to Vanity Fair, teasing that Avengers 4 will bring things that you've never seen in superhero films a finale. Um, There will be two distinct periods, Feige added, everything before Avengers 4 and everything after. I know it will not be in ways people are expecting. So the the things to note are that then this is not this movie. This is the next one after. Yeah, I was about this. to say, isn't that the 2019 well, movie? But, but but keep keep in mind that this was originally like they were originally. This is going to be a part one of, of of two parts. Ah, that's right. That's where I I feel like at the end of this we're going to end up like with a Thanos with a Infinity Gauntlet, fully formed Infinity Gauntlet. Empire Strikes Back style. Empire Strikes Back style, and where the next one will will finish that. Um, this is the part I want to note. For many of the franchise's most beloved act, pop up ad. <laughs> I love it. Scroll down just a little bit. Boop. For many of the franchise's most beloved actors, including Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Hemsworth, and Jeremy Renner, Avengers 4 is the last film in their Marvel contract. As a result, there's a good chance that this could be the last time we see their characters on screen. And not all of those characters may make it out alive. And, you know, like people like Chris, uh, Chris Evans has said, you know, once I'm done with this contract, I'm done not only with Captain America, I'm done acting. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, w- I want to direct, which, I mean, that's perfectly l- legitimate. Yeah. I think it, it kind of throws this movie and then especially the next movie into like these maybe the last two times we see these characters on screen and they've been going. Like when was the first Iron Man? 2009? Dude. Yeah. Was it before that? Uh, let's look. Um, but uh, I'll look up the date. But yeah, it's been it's been a long time, man. It's yeah. gonna be a decade. Like it's gonna be literally like ten years or so uh, that that this universe has been happening. So it kind of feels like, man, like this is it's heavy, you know. And I mean, you have people like Robert Downey, who's like, I feel like he's out as well. Like in my mind, like, I mean, the people that are most likely not coming back after those contracts run out are probably would be Chris Evans and then uh, Robert Downey Jr. I don't see either of them really returning. And the comments that, you know, Faye's making where he's saying, you know, like there will be two distinct periods means, you know, points to me. 2008, actually. 2008. So like almost 10 years. Yeah. Like, Ten years by the time this comes out. Yeah, t- by 2019 is whenever I think this is supposed to come out. 
Uh, no, this one's coming out in 2018. The Avengers 4? Uh, no, the, the, yeah, no, 3 that we're watching. Like, we right. just watched the trailer for it now. Yeah, 4 is 19. Yeah. So, like, <sighs> I think what he's trying to probably imply is that we will have almost like a completely different dynamic after Avengers 4, meaning the the Avengers may not include the members that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, there may be other other Avengers. Like we may not, I mean, who knows if we'll see people like um, like Thor even after that, you know, like that's that's crazy to think about, but. Of that core cast, the ones that feel like they are down like to do more or down for anything, like they love doing this and these specific yeah. roles would be, uh, Chris Hemsworth and Mark Ruffalo. Those two guys, like they feel well, like they like love this. Ruffalo stuff. apparently has a four picture deal um, that like that started uh, and, and he or he's he's been saying Hulk has a four picture arc that began with Thor. Okay, um, and that will include this Avengers, the next Avengers, and I think he's showing up in someone else's. Like there's another movie that he's showing up in. I mean, you would wonder if it would be Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, in some way, possibly. I don't know if, if they've announced uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three happening anytime soon before Avengers four. Um, I know. So a movie that we haven't talked about, uh, Captain Marvel, is supposed to happen before Avengers four. Yeah. Um, and so there's going to be a little bit of like overlap where like obviously that's the first like her introduction is right right before that movie. Yeah. Um, we've just had uh, Spider-Man's introduction. And like, so uh, I think Faye has said that Spider-Man, the second Spider-Man, um, Spider-Man Homecoming 2, or like, it's not gonna be called that, but it's like Spider-Man 2 is gonna be the first movie in this new phase. Yeah. And so I think- Which like, maybe it's something like, you know, like, you know, he's he's positioned as like the younger hero. Maybe then, you know, by the time we get Spider-Man 2, maybe he's one of the big dogs in the uh, the MCU. Yeah. At that point. I mean, and you have, like, you have that aspect of, of these movies, like the overlap, where it's like, well, what happens to Doctor Strange? What mm-hmm. happens, like, with some of the, the like, uh, uh, obviously, like, Black Panther's not going anywhere anytime soon. Like, right, he's about right. to have his first movie. Yeah. And so I really, like, I think, like, in Ant-Man. some ways, the the way that he puts in that interview, like, lays this out, where it's like, okay, we're going to have these vastly different sides of these movies. Like, we've had mm-hmm. 20 movies. We will will have had 20 movies up until Avengers 4. Yeah. And he's like, and we have 22 planned after that. Yeah. And they are vastly different batches of movies. Like, yeah. if you look at the tones and, like, that sort of thing. And so I think at the same time that he's saying, yeah, we're going to do some crazy stuff in Phase 2, so get excited about it. He's also saying we're going to start it with Spider-Man too. You, this is a character you know, you love. Yeah, it's there. You know, so yeah. like I, I think like he's at the same time that he's saying like we're going to do some crazy creative stuff. He's also saying we're we also will have things you love and yeah, like, no, no, be, no, I don't, be sure I don't, that this I don't, is right. I don't doubt that. I just think like you know for for characters like Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, like it's yeah. going to be sad. Like oh, you yeah. know, if this is the if this is the beginning of the end. Yeah, I mean. All of those characters are have been core to like this universe, and like you know, Iron Man specifically, like really wasn't a, as big of a deal until that movie came out, um, and then the character blew up, and he's like the main character in, in that has formed the MCU. Yeah. Um, and so, like, just to, to think about a MCU without Iron Man or without Tony Stark specifically as Iron Man, because I mean, or any be- of them, man, like the Avengers without Captain America. Like that's weird. That's that's strange. I mean, and some of this, like, there have been other people that have taken up the mantles of these characters, right? And we've talked about it before on the podcast, where it's like, well, they feel they're different characters, though. Like a, yeah. a Dick Grayson Batman right. doesn't feel the same as a. Well, Bruce and I don't Wayne think Batman. that's something that you can do immediately. You know, it's not like it, it's not like Bond, that's where a good point. you bring in a new person and like the Bonds aren't really like. They don't play off, until Daniel Craig didn't really play off each other anyway. Yeah, they weren't necessarily sequential, right? Either, and that's like, what they've kind of implied that you could do with someone like Tony Stark like before, but it doesn't really work because it's a different character. And like, I almost feel like you have to take a break from it before you bring him back as someone else. Yeah. You know? Well, and then you have like, I mean, this is the first time we've encountered this really long form storytelling within movies. Like where you have, you have this universe. And if you swap out the Iron Man in one, one 
like for another person. Like mm-hmm. if you swap out Tony Stark for someone else, yeah. it's like that affects so many other movies down yeah. the line and, and the vibe of those movies and like, you know, is this character available or like what's... There's a lot of a lot of things to think about whenever this happens, and we haven't encountered this in movies before. Yeah. Comics have been dealing this, with this for a really long time, but they're comics. Like there's there's yeah, and you can do whatever you want, right? And there's know, dozens like, of them monthly. Some Captain of them America are, is always Captain America, right? You know, Steve. Okay, or, or Steve Rogers is always Steve Rogers, right? You know, and, and you have like you have these moments of like. Oh well, I'm, I you know Steve Rogers. Uh, we're gonna you know kill him and bring in a different Captain America for a while. Right. But then you like reintroduce like, oh, we can still have Steve Rogers as Captain America in this other, other universe. Yeah. You know, and so that but that doesn't exist right now in the movies. Like that's not possible. And I, I don't right think now. it should. Um, you know? it, it would get really confusing, as sometimes it is with the comics. But I mean, it, it's it's just uncharted territory. It'd be yeah. it's gonna be strange to see this happen because this is the first cinematic universe. That really has happened like this. Yeah, and I think like that's what excites me about this. Like it was what you said earlier. You know, like, you you alluded to it with like this feels like Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel Universe, or at least of the of the Avengers. You know, uh, four film franchise. Like it doesn't feel like they're going to come out of this ahead or on top. Yeah. Um, and we'll see. I yeah. don't know. I'm excited uh, about specifically like other returning characters um whenever and characters that we i would have loved to see get solo movies and things like that's the other disappointing thing about like having oh this is all kind of this is the beginning of the end basically of this phase right yeah um and like black so, widow or yeah. something you know like or even if they did a black widow hawkeye movie that'd be cool my goodness and like that would be amazing like a spy thing with them and and potentially yep. like a nick fury shows up or something like yep. these are Man, really i haven't thought about nick fury in a long time i know these are really cool stories that i i you think wish... he'll come back for this i think he's supposed to be in a different another one like in a flashback okay um let me think what would that be i think it's in captain marvel um, the, the Captain Marvel takes place, half of it is in the present and half of it is in like the past or whatever. Interesting. And so I think he's in the past in, That's the, cool. in the Captain Marvel movie. That's awesome. Um, and so, yeah, I, but like, I don't know if he's returning for this movie though. And the, his story, like him trouncing around to being a, a super spy. Yeah. I would love to see that. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see Black Widow out there being an assassin, like, and you know, her and Hawkeye teaming up yeah. and stuff. Like these are cool stories that I I'm not confident we will ever see in a film. Yeah. Um, kind of things that could be smaller. I feel like with, a lot of times with the Marvel movies and this movie being true to the same fashion, everything is such a large scale. Everything is saving a world, saving a universe, saving yeah. these people. Whereas it doesn't necessarily leave room for kind of smaller, compact stories mm-hmm. of like that you get in comic books or that you would get in yeah. these things. I'm also excited to see, you know, like, you know, characters meet that I've never met. Like, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor and uh, Tony Stark and yeah. you know like all the yeah. all these people like meet each other. That's pretty awesome too. I think Tony Stark and uh, like Doctor Strange. I feel like that's that's going to be an interesting that's gonna be fun. That's yeah. going to be a really weird like yeah, yeah. Uh, two force of nature kind of yeah. wills like yeah. where you have these people who are just like larger than life personas in the same room together. Yeah. And I feel like those type of things are, are super cool. We yeah. saw some of that with like Thor and things. Yeah. So yeah. Overall, I'm super excited. Me too, man. More excited than I thought I would be for this trailer. Like I, I didn't. I went. I was into, not really anticipating it. Yeah, I clicked on the play on the trailer, thinking like, oh, you know, this is it's just another trailer. But then yeah. I got done with it, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm so yeah. excited for this. Um, yeah, I'll put the trailer at standtargetpodcast.com. Um, next week, what we're reviewing Destiny: Curse of Osiris. Well, we're, we're at least going to be it. talking about it. I don't know if we will have finished it all. Yeah. So because we'll only have one night before we podcast. So maybe so. we'll do that and maybe review Batman next week. I think that talk be about cool. that and review Batman next week. I think that'd be very cool. I like that. Okay. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time. You can go to your podcast service of choice and download us, review us, all that kind of thing. We're doing this way out of order. <laughs> Find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisRight250. And John Wright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.